There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro revenge video. If you enjoy these stories of pros getting to work on their revenge, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Great Devil 14 my narcissist brother-in-law. I was married to a woman with a family of narcissists. They would intervene in our decisions as a married couple. I was an expat and I let her stay in her family house while I'm working abroad. My brother-in-law is in his late 30s, unmarried, very lazy, entitled brat, and unemployed since birth and always trying to brainwash my wife whenever me and my wife have an argument. It was clear that he didn't want his little sister, my wife, to leave their home because he didn't want to take care of their old parents and of course had free everything, electricity, Wi-Fi, gas, food, etc. My wife works as a community nurse and has a way bigger pay than the private hospital nurses. He's the type of guy who changes the channel while you're watching TV, asks for the food you've been keeping for a night daddy duty and never replace it, thinks he can use your stuff, eat your food, dictate all your actions because you live in their home. He even once asked me how much money I had in the bank and ate all of our food when we were at the hospital because my son got a small operation. That's how much of a d-bag he is. Whenever me and my wife argued, mostly because she didn't want to leave their old home, he would get in my face, shout at me and accuse me of belittling him or their way of living, and so on. I never engaged in a fight nor talked back to him because I tried to be as professional and polite as I could because I'm in their property. I could easily fold him in half and put him in my side pocket if I wanted to. I'm a former weightlifting varsity athlete. I'm 5'11 and 130 kilograms, and brother-in-law's like 5'6 or 5'7. He is a very insecure person who didn't want to work his way up to achieve things. Things that what other people his age would have already have gotten. A family, a stable job, his own home. He didn't care. He was getting the juice out of his parents' pension money. So in his mind, why should I stretch a leg? Me and my wife ended up in a case with regarding my one-year-old son's custody a few years back. They would block any communication I had with my son until he turned three years old. If I got lucky, I'd see a glimpse of my child on video and hear brother-in-law screaming in the background to stop talking to me. They thought they've won her because I filed a divorce after the first custody case, but in our country, divorce is not that easy. We only had annulment. And later last year, 2021, I decided to pick everything up and be a mature person, a father to my son and so as my wife. Also, my wife is stressed with their older brother dictating them of everything. Note that me and my wife are both 34 years old already. We got to an agreement to try to fix things because my son's already growing and has lots of questions. I didn't want him growing up in a broken family setup, also with his narcissist uncle sharing the same house. Long story short, we decided to give it a go. My wife already told her parents and older sister of our decision to get our own place away from their home. And brother-in-law was the last person to know. 
He really loved my son like his own because he didn't have any kids, cause who in their right mind would freak a parasite whose pastime is laying eggs in the couch? And by the time he was told about it, he was furious and crying because of anger. He ran crying like a little witch towards their other sibling who lives next to them and trying to convince them that I'm a bad person and help him try to convince my wife to stay. They didn't interfere because they saw the result of the three years of separation me and my wife had. I didn't miss any child support and visited my son regularly when I was in the country. And the next day, I picked up my wife, my kid, bringing a huge delivery truck. He absolutely looked like an idiot because everyone around him already knew it for over a week. I was laughing like a devil inside of my head while filling up the delivery truck with my wife's and son's things. And he's in the other sister's house watching and couldn't do anything, like a poor puppy who couldn't get in the house. Eventually, one day their parents will be gone because of old age, mid-70s, and he'll be left alone. Dude can't even cook or know how to connect a hose on the gas tank for the stove. In a situation like this, where a kid is living with their parent at 40 years old and still completely mooching off of everything, do you blame the kid more or do you blame the parents more? The 40-year-old kid of these parents is choosing to live that life, but is it more the parents' fault for enabling it and allowing it to happen? Let me know what you think in the comments down below. This next story is by OKCaterpillar2804, Dad Got Decade Long Revenge on My Auntie. A little setup, my dad is one of nine children of my grandparents. When the oldest sister, my auntie, let's call her Margaret, got married, one of the gifts she received was four very poorly made clay pots from one of her friends who wasn't super close to the family. They were all very different to each other and didn't match at all. I assume they came out of a first-timer's pottery class or something. Anyway, fast forward 15 years and my parents are getting married. Margaret shows up at the wedding, as does everyone else. The ceremony and reception pass with no dramas and everyone goes home. The following week, my parents begin to sort through all of their wedding gifts, unwrap Margaret's to find a very old, worn-looking cardboard box with the old tape still underneath the new tape put on there by Margaret to hold the lid closed. Dad opens the box to see the four pots that had been given to Margaret 15 years prior. My parents knew this was a gift to Margaret originally because at the bottom of the box was a cord of congratulations on your wedding addressed to Margaret. She hadn't even bothered to take the pots out of the box when she was gifted them or check the condition when rewrapping them. This thoroughly pissed off my dad. Then his anger turned to determination as he started to develop a plan that would stretch almost a decade. With Christmas fast approaching, my dad rewrapped the pots in the same box with the same wedding card addressed to Margaret, essentially in the same condition that he'd received it in. He then wrote another card addressed to another of his siblings explaining his plan. He gave the present to the youngest of his siblings. The newer card explained that she was to hold onto the pots until the next Christmas, making sure to unwrap it and make sure that everyone could see the pots in one way or another. The card then explained to leave the wedding card in the box and to not let anyone see it. My auntie would then hold onto the box, pots, and card until next Christmas. She would then gift them and my dad's note to the next sibling above her in age, my uncle. This cycle would repeat another eight times until it reached the oldest sibling, Margaret. In my dad's letter, it instructed the last sibling before Margaret to not give her the letter written by him regarding the plan. 
Nine years after giving the gift away, my dad and all his siblings watched as she pulled out the pots that she had seen being passed around from sister to brother to sister for the last decade. She then noticed the note still in the box. She opened it and a category 4.2 earthquake was registered as her jaw hit the floor. Now, most people would expect her to erupt in rage, but Australians have some of the best senses of humor on the planet. The family all had a good chuckle about it and moved on to Christmas lunch. The pots are now separated, one going to my dad, Margaret, my grandparents, and the last being the trophy of the annual cricket game. It was sadly destroyed by a rogue ball in that very same yearly tournament and is now only half a trophy. Hope you enjoyed. Honestly, I think this is a really nice story and I love that one of these pots was turned into the family cricket game competition trophy. I think it's tragic, but almost fitting that in the very same game though, it got shattered. Although it's only half a trophy now, it's a little bit sad that it couldn't go on as a family heirloom in its complete state for at least a few more years, right? Our next story is by SNSGRG. Do not reopen negotiations when a deal is already too good. Years ago, I was moving cross country and was selling large or heavy items I didn't want to move. I listed stuff on Craigslist at fire sale prices. I guessed at what each item would normally move for and priced it at 25-50% to off just to make the process quick. I wanted everything gone by nightfall. Most items went smooth and quick, but as you might imagine, some people are going to try to take advantage of the situation. I put up a 300 pound weight set with a stand, Olympic bar, and curl bar for 50 bucks. I got an insane amount of calls, even after taking the ad down and immediately knew I had priced too low. The later callers offered much more than 50 bucks to sell to them instead. I told them I would abide by the first caller's deal as long as the first caller does. First caller shows up and tries to immediately load the items. Nah man, money first, then I'll help you load. He pauses and says, I only have 45 bucks, can you do it for that? It was pretty obvious he wanted to pull this after it was loaded so he could save 5 bucks. After a day of dealing with Craigslist people, I was in no mood for these shenanigans. I explained to him the amount of phone calls and I have a standing offer of $150, small embellishment, and I was planning to do the 50 if he came correct. Since he reopened negotiations, we no longer have a deal and he would now have to beat the $150 offer. He thinks and offers $151, to which I reply that bid increments are $5, and he needs $155, and he needs the cash now because the other offer is ready to go. Wouldn't you know it, he pulls out $155 that he had on him the whole time. I take the money and sit on my couch and turn on the TV. He says, I thought you were going to help me load. I replied, that's part of the first deal. Our renegotiation didn't include any help. He huffed and puffed but started loading, huffing and puffing more with each trip. I did end up moving the weights just outside my front door so I could get him out of my sight. It sure is nice that all these people on Craigslist called in en masse and kind of gave OP a clue that what they have here is pretty valuable. This guy was clearly trying to pull a jerk move. OP turns that around and goes, nah. I know the value of what I got and you're going to pay triple that now. Consider that a jerk tax. Our next story is by 7Gabe. Dogs won't stop barking? Meet my leaf blower. So the neighbor behind me has three dogs. 
For three years, I've been listening to them bark, driving me nuts in the summer. Now I get that dogs bark and play, blah blah. I'm talking about at night, constant barking here. Each fall, he sets up a big screen for a couple's night, and they all have their own little bonfire kettle, and snuggle under blankets and watch a movie. I think it's nice. The movie is usually loud, but it's once a year, and they're always done by 10.30. No big deal. On this particular night, they're all cuddled up, watching away. I'm in my basement and can hear the dogs barking over the movie. I started fuming again. Pissed off, I walked outside, went to the fence, screaming at him, asking if he can hear his dang dogs over the movie. I stayed away from the fence because this guy is huge and no doubt could kick my butt. He dared me to come to the fence line and say it to his face. Needless to say, words were exchanged. I had just gotten done cleaning up my yard that day, so I grabbed my leaf blower and a roll of tape, started that baby up, taped the trigger down and went back inside. Five minutes later, there's a knock at the door. It's the cops. He called the cops on me. They wanted to ticket me for making nuisance noises if I wouldn't shut it off. I told them it's a tool and that I had till 10pm to run it. While explaining the situation to them, the blower ran out of gas, and they said they were glad the situation was over. But not for me, I was really pissed. When I went back to get the blower, I grabbed my chainsaw and the tape. He saw me and was equally pissed as I ruined the movie for like four couples and him. More words were exchanged, much more harsh than before, but I didn't care. The chainsaw gas needed to be emptied for the winter. I can only imagine his thoughts when he heard the first couple pulls on the saw. This was a couple years ago. I haven't spoken with him or heard his dogs bark at night, either. Well, I'll tell you one thing. If you were ever concerned about this guy yelling at you, they're probably not going to yell too much when you got a chainsaw in your hands. And our final story of the day is by Hey There Monkey Boy. Wage Theft Revenge I worked in maintenance for a religious organization that owned a large number of aged care facilities. Even though they were supposedly not for profit, they went all out to scam the government for as much money as they could. For example, I once saw a claim for wandering behavior in a bedridden resident, so they could claim he had dementia, put him in a locked ward, and get extra money. I became aware that they were paying less than the minimum wage for many of the non-nursing staff. A high percentage of housekeeping were from overseas, and God told them they could get away with it. In my country, you can claim back wages for six years. And it so happened I was just about to reach that mark, and I was thoroughly sick of their hypocrisy. I scheduled a meeting with the care manager and human resources. In the meeting, I requested to be paid the correct wage. After they realized I was not going to back down, they agreed to pay me correctly and would back pay me but only if I didn't tell the other employees. I declined and it ended up costing them over $700,000 to back pay everyone. I was recording the conversation and took them to Fair Work, an independent workplace ombudsman. They made everyone with the same job description as me redundant because they couldn't think of a way to legally fire me and then outsourced maintenance, which ended up costing them much more. I took a nice holiday with the redundancy pay and informed on them with documented proof to the government aged care regulator for the fraud. They were inspected with a fine tooth comb and two of their flagship homes were put under six months constant government supervision. Always remember that wage theft is the largest crime wave in history. It is ongoing and no one ever goes to jail for it. I mean, I think what OP did here was just right in general, not really pro-revenge, it's just pro the right thing to do. 
All these people who were taken advantage of deserve to have that money that they were skimped out on. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.